What's up, guys? This is Elijah and Ben with the Adaptive Citizens Podcast. Uh, I think we are on episode 16 now. I, uh, before we get started, I, I wanted to kind of run over the whole basis of this uh, podcast real quick. For We have a lot of new listeners. And so if you're just joining us or just finding who we are, um, we have a few different things that we do on this podcast. We have just our hour to two hour long conversations with Ben and I just bullshitting and talking about life and life experiences and training and things like that. Uh, We also have a different section that we haven't really named them yet, uh, but we also do like interviews. And and, uh, now that we've upgraded equipment, we can do on-phone interviews and in-person interviews with uh, other people. Uh, just like the last podcast you, podcast you guys listened to with uh, HXC Comms and Nick the Lefty. Um, so, and then there's another section to the podcast where we also do a Q&A where you guys can uh, submit questions to either the Operational Industries Instagram, email um, for Adaptive Citizens, or on the Adaptive Citizens um, Instagram. So that's kind of what we do. We talk about literally everything. Um we're not paid by anyone to say anything. We don't have any advertisements. The only thing we ever talk about is our two businesses, uh, Havoc Holsters and Operational Industries. So I, Elijah, am the owner and operator of Operational Industries, and Ben is the owner and operator of Havoc Holsters. Uh, we're both really good friends. We've known each other for a couple of years now, and we decided to do this podcast because social media limits you to the things you can say because it's easier to censor you there. And you're also limited to uh, the amount of things you can say. And both of us don't like typing a whole lot. So uh, we're, we're, we're better at talking now. Uh, not now, but we enjoy talking more than... We can talk more better. Yeah, we can talk more better <laughs> on the podcast than we can <clears throat> on social media. So today we're doing another Q&A if you haven't gotten that from the title already. Uh, We put up in the Adaptive Citizens um, story on our Instagram a couple weeks ago that we were going to be doing a Q&A. So we're going to answer a couple of those questions first, and then we put up a question box on operational industries today because we have a lot bigger following there. Uh, They're all surrounding the same kind of thing. I mean, Adaptive Citizens is essentially operational industries, just that's the name of the the podcast. Um, We wanted to separate the two a little bit. So... None of these questions, by the way, are like read beforehand. So I also can't read. So you'll hear that while I'm reading these questions. Uh, So we don't have like a, we don't write out answers to these. These are just right off the top, 100% raw, like your dad did to your mom. And that's where we're at. So, (laughs) all right. So question number one, Um, recommendations on basic medical necessities to keep in car or on person for EDC. You've got a really good kit yeah i have a video on it that i did it was like a i think watching that video i think it was a failed attempt um i think i can do better now yeah well I think every time we film a video i get better every single time yeah but I mean, we, with repetition that's what happens yeah um but i do have a video going over kind of the things that i keep in my vehicle i keep multiple individual first aid kits multiple tourniquets um you know all of those things would include like chest seals compression gauze um uh, ETDs, you know, you, you name it, pretty much anything and everything you would find in a first aid kit or trauma kit would be in that bag. I call it a multi-casualty kit because if I'm responding to like an active shooter situation, there's generally more than just one casualty. So I like to have more than enough, or at least more than I would assume I would need, um, on my, on my person in my vehicle. So I keep it all in like a civilianized looking backpack, not really a militaristic looking one. Cause I want to look as like normal as possible. I don't want to look like yeah. I'm a fucking soldier going into somewhere. Cause then I'm going to look like the target in today's atmosphere at least. Um, yeah. So I would say like, if it was me, this is kind of how I'd approach it is 
start with a backpack. I mean, like a Janspor or something of that size because then you can put quite a bit in it. Start with the first aid kit, you know, like a, your boo-boo kit, your gauze tourniquet, um, chest seals. But make sure it's stuff that you know how to use. Yeah, have then, training on it. Yeah, then I would from there um, – and definitely, like, in I, what I did on mine is I kind of separate it. So I have, like, your severe stuff, like your casualty, like, tourniquet, heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I separate it to where it's the boo-boo kit because that's, like, I always have it in my car. And there's always a time that, you know, someone got a splinter or cut themselves or, you know, something easy. And that's what you're, you're primarily going to use the most. And I think you covered, um, you covered a space blanket, having snacks. Water. Water, like a water bottle, maybe water filtration, mm-hmm. um, like a like a life straw or something, something that Some you can like food have. rations, just small stuff that you can keep in this little bag, just like a get home bag is really what I call it. It's not really a, it's multi casualty slash active shooter slash get home slash don't get shot by cops bag. Yeah, and that's, I mean, because it's yeah, if, if something happens, it's kind of got a, a variety of resources. Yeah, like even one of those things that I threw in there was the security vest. A lot yeah. of people don't think about that. I don't know if that's something that everyone does. I I don't remember where I got the idea from, but I was talking to someone about it, and it was, you know, there's been a situ- there's been multiple situations where a good guy with a gun is trying to stop a bad guy with a gun, and he now becomes a target by law enforcement. Um, I would, if, if it was me, like, it, someone was asking for, like, it was, he said uh, first aid Just kit. recommendations on basic medical ne- necessities to keep in the car or on their person for EDC. Yeah, so that's okay. So for me, it would be that'd be too separate because yeah, because if you have it in your car, you can do a larger bag, you can put right. more stuff. For the car one, I would always recommend something that can kind of cover not just shooter stuff, yeah, but like you know, like the the vest. I can see like say if you're broken down, throwing you know the vest on or a high vis something. Yeah, that yeah that so, too. So that way, if you're changing your tire or whatever, you can people can see you. Well, and like out here, there's not much of a shoulder, but. 80 mile an hour speed limits and people yeah. get fucking hit on the side of the road. Even cops with, you know, vests on, they get hit all the time. Yeah. So just, so. I would kind of look at it as, you know, what are scenarios that you have been in that you're like, man, I wish I had this. Yeah. I mean, and there's, there are for like the EDC portion of it though, just to brush over it's that really way quick. Minimal. It's way minimal, but there are companies like LTC that do sell yeah. like that wallet sized IFAC. It's not, it doesn't have everything in it, but it has some things in it. And then, you know, you have companies like T-Rex Arms that are making the attachments for their sidecar where you can run a tourniquet instead of a spare mm-hmm. mag, which I get, but I don't know if I would end up doing that. I like having the extra ammo on me. Um, but having, you know, depending on where you're going and what you're doing, it, it all is a factor in that, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I would definitely look for something as far as EDC wise, something that you can fit on you that is easily accessible and is comfortable. Yeah. You don't, I mean, cause you, I mean, try to run a full fucking IFAC on you and you're like, have basically having a fanny pack, which if you want to run a fanny bag, like that would actually not be a bad option. But guys within this industry now, you see someone with a fanny pack, you're like, there's a gun in there. <laughs> I was talking to Taylor about that. And yeah. it's like, because I was like, you know, it's summer days, it's hotter, you know, you're sweaty and you don't want them to wear the, you know, our, like our flex holster or a sidecar from T-Rex Arms or whatever. And you don't want it rubbing up against your belly. And so one way to avoid that would be putting it in like a fanny pack. But anyone in our industry or that has any form of training of, you know, what to look for, you see a fanny pack now, or now they're like slinging it across their chest. That's what a lot of the younger guys are doing. A lot of ghetto guys are doing that too. And they're keeping guns in there. So they'll just stick their hand in there now as like a threat to some other gang members and stuff. And they're like, Oh fuck, he's probably got, got that bang on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. 
Anyways, moving on to the next question. <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on questions this time. You know what I mean? Because okay. we usually end up 20 minutes on just one question, and I don't want to do that. No, I, I feel just, like that yeah, I get it. the because I think that one. I just want to make sure, like, if someone was listening, they're like, hey, all you know, these are the things I should be looking for, so that way they have a, and then obviously go on go on YouTube, check out the video. He did cover more in depth, mm-hmm. and yeah, obviously I could, you know, you can always do better, but I think yeah. there's a lot of valuable information you go over your bag. And then you can take away from that and figure out what works for you. But yeah, it's great for civilians that are just trying to stay somewhat more prepared. Yeah. 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 So next question. I think this is a good one for you. How do you balance being informed of current events without wasting time? (laughs) Because I I think you have more of like a, an elder wisdom version to answer that. And I think you have bring a lot of value to the, to the mindset of that. Yeah. Well, and I know, I know I've been talking to you a lot about this because a lot of it's been uh, there's so much information and it's really easy to get wrapped up in it because I think that's kind of what he's or who whoever's you know referring to that. Um, I think the thing you have to understand um, is what can I control and what can I not control, and I think it's good to be aware, but some of that stuff you have literally no control and it's better just to be informed of it and then just keep bettering your life because some of the stuff kind of like when ATF's like, you know, today, you know, you can't mount a pickle on your gun and you're like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, there's just things that are completely out of your control and you have to understand what are those things and what are not and, you know, react accordingly. Um, I don't think it hurts to inform other people, make them aware, but it's, it's hard. Um, I get wrapped up a lot of times and get stressed out with, that kind of stuff all the time. I know that I've talked to Elijah about it and just like, Hey man, like, you know, like whatever drama in the two A industry, like, you know, the shoot either T-Rex or GBRS or whatever people are complaining about. It's like, dude, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. So I think, yeah, a lot of people, some people complain and then sometimes people are just criticizing what they see, which criticism is okay especially when it's ignored by the people that they're talking about, you know, it's never addressed. It's never talked about. Um, and then, you know, it's usually happening with these big leading names where it's just brushed under the rug and they're, and they, there's no accountability there. And I think that because we're seeing the lack of accountability within law enforcement, military, the U S government worldwide, we're tired of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've been, I've been held accountable for every mistake I've made, but I've never shied from it. You no, know? I think it's probably what's made you stay where you're at, like with continual growth, because you're like, yeah, yeah, I fucked up, and mm-hmm. this is how I fixed it, and I kept and I bring wrong. it up. I yeah. bring, I even did it yesterday in a post on Operational Industries Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I, t- yeah. I talked about it because it was just like because there was a couple people in the comments on this one video because I I left a comment on a video where this guy I'm sure a lot of people will talk about it, but oh. and, and and an individual <laughs> that was trying to show how to do a really fast draw where it was like 0.68 seconds he could draw and get a shot off. Well, dude's essentially shooting into the ground. He also didn't show his shots to prove that he was actually hitting his target. I don't know how close he was to his target, but if you're no more than if you're more than like that three video, yards away, he did not hit his fucking target. Well, no, unless it was on the ground. And and that's where the argument came from. And all I said was like, it's a no for me, dog. And some guy, you know, jumps on there and he's like, you're one to talk. We haven't forgotten about you. And I was like, what the fuck did I, I've never done a video like this. Like, I know I say some shit in videos that you probably don't agree with, or, you know, you you don't like the way that I I move or the way that I do something, but I've never said like, this is a way you can do something better. And it'd be completely just 
ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and I don't have a big company like Haley Strategic to back me like this guy does. We're like, no, 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 he's a good, you know, this is good. This is good. It's like, you're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your mind. This it, is not okay. And what I don't understand is if Haley Strategic actually said, no, you're right. We're going to redo the video and we're going to show shots on target. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a learning opportunity that like, yeah, you know, we can, we can improve upon this, but yeah. no, they just, they want to, you got people like X-ray alpha and Ben, uh, Stoger. Yeah. Yeah. Like ben Stoger. They're like him. going off about it because they're phenomenal shooters with real world experience, whether it's three gun or like in combat. And yep. there's a good like dichotomy, dichotomy between the two mm-hmm. where you can get both sides of the, the spectrum. Well, and a lot of the fundamentals are the exact same. Just right. Applied but differently. like, the, I don't really think that especially from my perspective of the industry, a lot of the people that come to us are like newer to it. Mm-hmm. And especially like the younger generation, I always tell people, do not worry about speed. Don't worry about speed right now. Like we're it'll not focused. It'll come in time, like with repetition, but your, your goal shouldn't be based on time. In my opinion, like it's good to have a, a standard to go off of. But mm-hmm. like, if you're trying to get like less than a second draw on a shot off, like that's where a lot of accidents happen. And a lot of people, you know, I had to learn that the hardware hard way where if I'm saying something without adding context to it or showing something without context and explaining the why behind it, people are going to get hurt. Yeah. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes with the things that you say. So you have to be careful with what you say and how you say it. And so I think that's where like this guy's, you know, has a very small following, like the individual that was talking and he's obviously like newer to like social media and how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably great at shooting. Um, but just because you're a good shooter doesn't mean you're a good educator. Well, and it's <clears throat> the, someone, I, I want to say I, either the comments or someone else reposted it, but one of the comments I was reading, I was like, yeah, this is spot on is you watch that video. And it's like, you could tell he did it quote unquote for the gram. Right. Because he could have reshot it and made sure he was at target instead of getting trigger happy and shooting right. halfway through his draw. Right. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, everything you see on the internet, uh, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah. We all know not to sit around and watch the fucking news. You can get your sound bites and like your headlines <laughs> and kind of make your own opinion on it. But don't sit there and fucking watch Fox or CNN and all that shit. That's all garbage. It's all garbage. So moving on to the next question. Question number three. Why do you all think so many Americans took the queen's death to heart so hard? I, I, this is a question for you because not only were you in the military, but you're also older than me. You've been around the block a little bit longer than me. And so I want to hear more of like an older guy's perspective as why do you think they, I mean, maybe you don't have a different opinion than me. Maybe you don't, but. Okay. So my opinion. You saw my rant. Yeah. So my thing is the prime minister is the one that actually controls everything and runs everything. The, the queen, (laughs) she was really just kind of a public figure really more than anything. Um, America was founded to get away from that. So, yeah. I mean, as a humanitarian, I say it sucks. It doesn't sound like she was a horrible person. It's not like she did a bunch of dumb shit. She just kind of, you know. Unless you go down the rabbit hole. I don't know. I haven't really gone down that way. But <laughs> someone was probably, you know, was like, well, Princess Diana and Macbeth. I guess her son was a pedophile. And well, they're all in it, bro. So, all in it. as far as just as. You know, service. Yeah, someone died, but honestly, don't really care. I, I'm not. I, I'm obviously you. You know, I was more taken that my dog died than 
and it was in not not to be mean. So hopefully, if any family members listen to this, my grandmother, my my dad's side, she passed away a month or two ago. I was not close to her. It was just kind of like, you know, whatever. Right. And it's not like it, you know, it wasn't. She was old, but I never had a connection with her. And it's yeah. the same when I see her, like she didn't do anything for America. She didn't do anything. The revol- queen. Yeah, the queen. Yeah. Um, anything revolutionary. So I'm just kind of like logically, I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm sorry for your guys' loss. You know, that's about it. But I'm not mourning, mourning it. No. Yeah. And, I, and so and for me, <clears throat> from a more of a millennial standpoint, yeah. um, when I hear about that, I'm like, same response. Okay. Like I've heard a lot of people say like, well, you know, she played the national anthem for the, you know, on 9-11. Okay, great. As, as any respectable person probably would have done. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to lose sleep over the fact that she died. So, and you go back to the very beginning. I mean, we, we fought two wars against these fucking people and we won for a reason. Well, they were on <clears> our <throat> side. They were, huh? they were allies. Well, either way, I mean, it's their allies. Great. But that doesn't mean I'm going to lose sleep. Like, I don't give a yeah. fuck about if, if somebody in our government died, I wouldn't give a shit either. Yeah. I mean, it's, we don't have a George Washington. We don't have a, a you know, a JFK it, or any of these other people. It's not like something has happened where <clears throat> like how much aid has America given over the years and really how much aid have they provided to other people? It's a tyrannical state, the United Kingdom and, and, and Europe in general, like they, the people in those areas, they beg for regulation. That was one thing that I said in my rant is they beg for regulation and a lot of us despise it. Us as in like the community that we've built. Yeah. Um, it's not that we're against authority to an extent, but I'm not for a king. I'm not for a queen. We fucking, we got rid of that for a reason. Yeah. Um, we have a government currently right now that that believes that they are a king or a queen they're over tyran- us. The pe- they're, they're tyrannical. They're tyrannical. We don't, yeah, yeah we, we don't have that for a reason. And yet here we are, even without a king or a queen, that we're picking new masters every four years. That's why I stopped associating with it. I'm, yeah. I'm done. And, and a lot of people are in the same mindset. So do I give a fuck that the queen died? No. Why were so many Americans upset about it? Because they want to support the fucking current thing. That's why. No, I think you're 100% right. I don't think they actually care like mm. truly actually did not affect their life no it's just kind of like i'm a good person because i said this exactly. and there's some people within the industry that have trained um or have worked side by side with people in like the british you know british yeah. soldiers and shit like that so they are like i should probably say something about this you know Which i've but it's never like, understood that yeah <laughs> i don't I, it's it doesn't make any sense you to could, me you can sit there in, in silence Pray, give your your solace to. But let them. everyone know that you're fucking you're mourning for them. Yeah, it's like but, it doesn't change anything. No, it doesn't. So, anyways, fuck the queen, fuck the king. We don't have any um, <laughs> opinions on extreme seriousness that is placed on training and shooting. Okay, say that again. Opinions on extreme seriousness that is placed on training and shooting. Um, I could go off on this one. I honestly, for me, it's kind of like I would want more context, but my thing as far as extreme seriousness, that should be more focused on safety um, because there's certain types of training. If you're going to do tactical stuff that you could easily, you know, take out the dude in front of you. If you're not muzzle awareness, making sure you have safety. Like I think safety is one big thing, but if you're training tactically and having, 
it's going to be used, then you have to take it serious. You have to make sure you're what you're doing is right. Right. And everyone's on the same page. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So for me, when I read that though, the opinion on extreme seriousness um, that is placed on training and shooting. And so I, I, I see it from the perspective of how I portray and how many times I talk about training and taking it seriously. And, and, and training doesn't stop at shooting. Training doesn't stop at medical or communications or navigation or physical fitness. It's all of those things at once. Yeah. So if you're just doing one or two and not the others, you're failing. That's the seriousness behind it is that this isn't just a one and done type of deal. This isn't find one subject within it and call it good. You can't be a master of just one thing. You have to do all of them. You have to be equipped in all of these things. None of that shit, no guns, no medical, no navigation, fucking, I don't care how many times you've rucked. None of it matters if you can't even fucking run. It doesn't. I got a fucked up knee and we're still doing two mile runs and shit for our PT. And, you know, I'm doing, I'm working out six days a week and, and there's, you have to start there. I think that that's one of the, in order for anyone to take you serious in your family and your friend group or within the community to take you serious, they just look at you and you're not even physically capable. That's enough to say that I don't trust this person with my life for me. Yeah. And it's the one thing that you have to keep in mind too, with all of that is all, is all of it is a diminish or a diminishing skill. Right. So if you don't train, you're not going to be as good as the last time you trained. Right. Unless you're consistent with it. Yeah. So, you know, same with physical fitness. I mean, yeah, you could work out, say, every day for a year. You probably have a good couple months that mm-hmm. you're probably still going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But then it's going to start going away. I feel it, bad in, in mentally. Yeah. I go a day without training. Like, I didn't work out the day before yesterday. I but, felt like a piece of shit. Well, yeah, because it's your repetition. It's like, no, I'm normally – today I work out or – whatever it's your your routine that you're kind of going off schedule but it's in, in the way that you take it yeah i think 100 percent. like you you should i think you should take it serious but you got to make it fun too yeah because absolutely. if you don't you'll stop doing it because it's just it's not fun anymore mm-hmm. and that's there's certain things in my life that i've have i've had to change to make it fun because i just almost like it took every ounce of energy to do it because i fucking despised it so yep. you just have to make it fun, understand what you're you're working towards, and then just keep doing it. Word. Okay. I think this is question number four or five now. Sure. Um, thoughts on an anarchist society would be would be a cool topic to talk about. So an anarchist society. That's a very vague. No, I I, I get it, but you might understand it better than me. I mean, I so do you know? So an anarchist society is where there's no government, there's technically no rules, and it's like tribal rules. Mm-hmm. So basically, we wouldn't have anyone governing over us. We wouldn't have any taxes, no nothing. But what what comes about is you build your little small communities. Mm-hmm. But you still what all always naturally happens is you're gonna have. You're going to start creating little like-minded people, create your little community, but you're going to start establishing rules and jobs and duties. And it, it always comes back to it. Some people think of anarchy in kind of like the most extreme. There are no rules. We're just going to do whatever the hell we want. It's like, no, it's – Right. Let's go break windows. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of the the thing behind it. But it's it's more of no government, no – like as a, as a country, for the most part – most of the rules that we all abide by, we all agree to. Right. Now, 
we'll just say hypothetically, and it's almost like creating little gangs. Mm-hmm. Like that's what anarchy would do. So if you had like say group A and group B and group A has their set of rules and group B has their set of rules. And if you, you know, come across that person, you don't know if they use the same things as we do. So say like one right. of our things is like if you have a certain color on means that you're going to, you know, you're ready to fight. And if you see someone, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the other guy probably could just be like, oh, I decided to wear this today. And that would just caps him because he thought he was a threat. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't a universal, like, countrywide rule that we all agreed upon. Yeah, so I came across something like that when I was in Portland. I was taking oh. public transportation. This guy's <laughs> like, yo, you can't wear that color out here. And I was like, why? He was like, don't wear that color out here. You don't want to find out why. It accentuates my eyes. And I was just like, it's black. <laughs> It's no a shit. it's a black T-shirt, and he's like, you can't wear that shit here, and so that didn't make any fucking sense to me. It was pretty frustrating, and so, anyways, that was, it's just people will find the dumbest reasons to be upset and to fight you and to argue just in today's society. So yeah. I could see it being very very hectic. I could see it being the wild fucking west. Oh, hundred um, percent. I believe that there should be some form of law and order. Um, personally. But like a lot of people know, I have never taken a stand on like, like I've molded into who I am today. So today I don't have a political um, image. I don't, I don't label myself as a specific political group. I don't label myself as anything because it's harder for you to label me if I don't say that I am this or that. Constitutionalist. See, even that I won't, I won't, I've said that I was that before, but then at the same time, it's like, well, I don't really know. Like I don't want to be boxed in. Yeah, I mean, a constitutional is just our constitutional is basically just says that I abide by those rules. Yeah, and I, and I do, but then you got motherfuckers over here altering and removing portions of it, you know, and so yeah, and attempting to do more, and it's at the same time, it's like, well, at what point are you going to do anything to stop it? And then you have rule and law, and it's like can't really do anything about it to begin with. So it really fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's when that's where the disconnect and the the fuck up. And that's why that question comes up because it's like, this isn't working. Nothing that we have going on is working right now. And it's not, if you look at the way that our government and our nation is structured and how it's supposed to be ran, it's not perfect, but it's the best system. Right. But when you, when you have corruption and you have greed and you have all these, you know, fucking pedophile people running, you know, our country, yeah, yeah, it's it's not going to work out because no. they, it's not they're not going by the way that we agreed upon. Yeah. So I think an anarchist society and a lot of people, it's like it's like communism. It's great on paper, but in practice, it doesn't work because yeah. you have the human nature. Like it's just it's not it, it would never work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I don't understand this one. If England has Operation London Bridge. What does the U.S. have? Let's see. I mean, I know that they would do a funeral procession and kind of, you know, if anyone were to pass some away. Some people would probably do some speeches. Yeah. But I don't think we have a... Everyone would act like they're sad that Biden's actually oh, dead. Jesus. And then Kamala would be over here like... <laughs> oh, God. Dude, really finally. Laugh. That's what they want, man. That's what they want. I mean, one of my theories is that they... They want him to die so she can take place and they oh. can continue on with their regime. Or they... And then she can he's, formally run for yeah, president. Or he's, quote unquote, sick and ill enough where he can't run. Yeah. Yeah. That's a theory that's gone around. But anyways, once again, fuck the queen. Who cares? Um, that's just funny. People are like so concerned about that. 
So what's the, what's the requirements to hop on and shoot this shit with y'all? Uh, probably nothing at this point. Okay. I do have requirements. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want anyone. <laughs> Just anyone. No. Um, if it was – okay, so these are requirements. So if you're listening to this and you're wanting to be a guest, number one, at a minimum, you need to, like, personally know me or Elijah. So okay. have some type of relationship or you've talked or whatever. Option two, you have a – a company or something that's in the industry that you want to talk about that, you know, we can talk about. Um, or here's or, one. If you aren't in, in the industry or are in the industry and completely disagree with everything we've ever said, uh, challenge us. Yeah. And let's no, have I, a discussion about our differences of opinion. I think that would be, yeah. Um, but yeah, just cause I know that, you know, they're like, oh, I just want to shoot this shit with you. It's okay. So if you understand people dynamics, um, if I don't know who you are, it does take a while to find some common ground. So I think having a conversation either through DMs with one of us for a little bit so we can get to know you and then we'll have you on because it, yeah, it just wouldn't make the podcast go very well. But um, I think having a little bit of relationship or, um, Kind of like this way, like if you were listening to Joe Rogan or some of these other guys that interview all the time, right? They have something either that you know they wrote a book or they're a person of an interest or they're they're doing something in their community and they want to talk about it. I think trying to have those things, but we're cool with having friends on. Like that's like obviously, yeah. But it's if you're just a rando, um, at least DM us and you know, create a little bit of a conversation so we can like, Oh man, like I didn't know you did this and let's talk about it on the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that helps. Yeah. No, that's a good way. I like it. <clears throat> All right. This is a, more of a question for you because I don't really have an opinion on this. <laughs> Thoughts on shadow systems, pistols over buying a modified or factory Glock. Oh yeah. Actually, I just talked to someone today about it. Uh, not shadow systems, but the Zevs. Um, all right, my honest opinion, mm-hmm. if you don't want to modify a gun, but you want a modified gun, buy Zev, Shadow Systems, OZ, whatever. But just, they're ready to go. They're already upgraded. They already got all the bells and whistles done. Mm-hmm. But if you want to tinker and stuff and you want to do that stuff, then buy a stock one and buy the parts. Like, yeah. that's really, you can build the exact same thing that they're, you can buy all their parts. Right. Um, but yeah, if you want to tinker and mess with it, you don't do that. But if you want something that's just reliable and has a warranty, then just buy a, a Gucci Glock. Yeah. And when I, when I started though, I didn't, I didn't have that in my mind. I was just like, I need a gun that I can carry every day. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've shot Glock. I like Glock. I'm going to buy a Glock. And then down the road, I was like, I want a red dot. Well, this slide's not going to work. Um, and then at the time <clears throat> there was a couple, a couple companies like, uh, uh, Jaeger works that would do custom slide cuts. And then there was, you know, Zev and stuff like that. But like, you know, Jaeger works was too expensive for me at the time. Um, Zev was out of stock. And so I just got like an MOS slide and I've mm. still been rocking an MOS slide since for like three years. Yeah. I mean, and it works, but I'm not like, I still run stock, everything in my guns, like that's <clears> what I was gonna say, springs like, and everything. When you're, when you're looking at buying one of the, one or the other, I would definitely look at what is this tool used for? If it's self-defense, um, 
stock is a, stock is a rock with maybe mild mods is usually good just uh, for more reliability. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's your training range day competition, whatever, it's different and it's okay that there's a possibility you might fail because when you start modifying a stock gun, your probability of failing is higher. Um, like I've got a modded out Smith and Wesson, uh, but it's a 1.0. It started out as a, a 40. Changed the, the barrel to a uh, Faxon barrel, Faxon slide. It's got a Holosun 507 on it, Apex trigger. And when it's running, it fucking runs. Tight ass groups. But as you saw a couple times, it's very uh, picky with ammo. Um, certain primers that are hard, it does not like. So I have to have run softer primers on it and it runs better. But that's one of the things you, you start running into when you start modding is – it, you, you're starting ammo Pacific or whatever, but um, ammo Pacific. Yeah, I. You know what's funny is I have to in my mind say specific, and I have to like enunciate it. If I just go like that, just specific Pacific, like bam, bro, you grew up in the ghetto. <laughs> you know, specific. let me let me ask you a question real quick. Um, um, so, yeah, so, so shadow just, system's good to go. Yeah, I've never heard anything bad about them. Oh, yeah. and um, if so, people ask this all the question. Um, you can technically run Glock 19 or 17, depending on your slide length, in a Glock 19 or 17 holster. Without a light, it's going to have a little bit of movement. So if you can get one that's like specifically says for that gun, but if you get a light option, like a TLR7, TLR1, uh, X300, those ones, um, there's no difference. It's only without a light that you might have a little bit of issue, a little bit of slop because the... Um, the trigger profile is the same, but they fade it out so it's thinner. Mm-hmm. So the area that you get retention is um, less, but it'll still work. But yeah, good to know. Good yeah. to know. All right, I had hip surgery and can't walk for a while. How do I keep myself from closing my mind? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Drop acid and expand your mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's joking. He's never done acid. Nope. Um, okay, if it was me, if you can't work out, I would try to do something like to try be active. But at the time, if you got this downtime, I would start reading books, start educating your brain, reading books, watching Flex. videos. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would start. Yeah, start read some stuff. Do what you can. Stay as active as you can, but definitely read. Um, Listen to the podcast. You probably blow through those pretty quick. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Everyone's always waiting. And now we're at like a week and a half to every other week now that we're posting. So, Yeah, well, I had a little bit of hiccup. Hey, well, we're, we're back. <laughs> we're back. We're back, though. And we'll come back with some fire. We got our next uh, guest will be uh, t- Tactical Mark, our good buddy. Hell yeah. After our class this Dude, uh, coming this Saturday. Spicy. That's going to be a spicy <laughs> one. He's always got stuff to say. So, so I would say – read books get an audiobook um i just i would highly recommend don't play video games like you know regulate your time but you know train your brain this is a good one i don't know genuinely curious curious now we're both doing it <laughs> curious genuinely curious if you and ben would fight one bear-sized badger or 100 badger-sized bears <laughs> Ooh. i think Dude. i would do a, a hundred I think I would do 100 uh, badger-sized bears. I would do a bear-sized badger. Really? Okay, so I've you ever about... seen a badger, though? Those things are fucking mean, dude. 
Yeah. Aggressive. But the size of a bear. Okay. But okay. my my rationale is that you have the quantity. So a hundred of those fuckers, man, they're they can swarm you and overwhelm you. Whereas one, I can at least kind of like duck and dodge and focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's my only. I don't know if I'd win or not, but it'd be easier to focus on one than like a hundred of these fuckers. Yeah, but if we're in fantasy land where we're talking about fighting this thing, there's no limitation to what I can use to fucking kill them. So honestly, did did it limit like weapons and stuff or no. bare hands? No. So I'm just gonna get a fucking Moab and just drop it on their ass. Well, I mean, I'm I'm thinking like Grand Theft Auto type. Okay, but if you're thinking that, then just do the. Bear size badger, and that's one and done. That's true. That's but I bet you it's more the context of like fist fighting. Because okay, if it was fist fighting, I'd probably just do the one. Because that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, it would suck, but it's the one. You can maybe outrun it or try to hide and whatever. But we gotta um, fight it though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're fucked either way. Yeah. <laughs> so probably just, how probably wanna, not. I probably how do you just dip die? out. Yeah. Yeah, would you rather be ripped to shreds by multiple or just one? Yeah. <laughs> Considering it would be bigger than me, I'd probably just do the one because it'd go a lot faster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm not going to win that. Um, da, 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 let's see. Tips, advice to build your prep slash shit hits the fan team. How, have small groups need few more? need a few more things. So tips, advice to build your prep slash shit hits the fan team. Dude, we could do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, we've talked about it a few times. I think um, just starting small with just some friends, uh, just going out training. I think one of the biggest things before you even get into specifics of subjects and all of these other things that you could cover to become as prepared as possible is just seeing if the people are reliable. Um, reliability, physicality, um, the you know, kind of just measuring the drive of those people, seeing if they're as as into it as you are, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think those are things you should measure before you even really jump into it. I think, yeah, I would say like kind of the checklist is, are they people you actually could be around for a long period of time? Because if shit, it's the fan. You got to rely on these dudes mm-hmm. and you got to be able to tolerate <clears throat> them Yeah, because you're going to be around them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure they have the same goals and same vision and yeah, they're willing to put in the same amount of time and effort as you are. Yeah. So that way, as long as you're, as long as I think it fits a lot of those, then just make sure you have a plan because you can say I've got you know these things, but yeah. Um, and also, if you plan on doing that, I would definitely outsource tactics to people who are more educated in, and equipped in that area. Yeah, so yeah. they can kind of like because if you've never been in that situation, I know that certain people are shitting on the military a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all they train for. Yeah. And it's it's not bad to like say, hey, what, what did you learn when you did this? What was the tactics or whatever? What, what were some things that you did while you're downrange or whatever? Right. Um, the kind of like things to think about, you know, radio communications, um, staying alive, food and water. Shoot, move, Shoot, communicate, move. sustain. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, those are some things that we're going to be going over this month as well. But this is just with the perspective of two people that – have invested a lot of time in that, but not yeah. really from someone in the military. It's, it's just to the best of our knowledge, to the best of our ability, we're going to try and apply these things. Mark would be a good person to ask because he, because I think he was more infantry. I don't remember what MOS he was. 
Probably. I know he was a – well, whatever he was, I know he was more combative. I was support. Yeah. So mine was – He'd be a good person to ask. I will fly you away and I'll take you places, but – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just a concerned citizen. Um, so let's see. I think we got a couple more here. Uh, that one we can't answer. Oh, it's silly. <laughs> Asking us about, like, scars and stuff, like FN scars, and I don't have any – It'd be nice, but... Yeah, I don't have that kind of money. Sorry. Can't help you. Um, AR will do the same thing. Suburban living slick carrier loadout uh, wrecks with plate plate type. So The best you can afford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what works best for your environment. And there's so many companies <clears throat> for reducing plates that work just fine. Well, and carriers. That's the... Uh, it's... I wish there was like three. Do you remember? No, this is before your time. Back in the day, before the internet, mm -hmm. it was a lot more. We had a lot less choices, right? So, like, if you wanted whatever, yeah, it was you had option A or B. What can you afford? Yeah, you got nowadays. You've got just like just about every company in the industry is offering something, something along that line, and almost all of them are around the same price. What I would recommend if you're looking for an urban slash slick slash like active shooter type carrier, not like a full on loadout going to war in Ukraine kind of thing, um, T Rex Arms offers their AC1. Yeah. And I believe it's 100 bucks. Um, mm. It's about $100 or like 90 bucks, something like that. 120. No, that was the AC Uno. Oh, was it? Okay. So, the so it's around $100, though. It's like 150. Whatever. It's way cheaper than 90 other companies <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the industry. So, you know, you're looking at GBRS or Faro, you're looking 500, 600 bucks. But I think those are more like, like you're saying, like they're combat ones. No, they're also slick carriers like no Faro and stuff. Yeah, they're slick. You can get slicker systems. And that's kind of how the AC1 is, is it's, you know, it's got the elastic cummerbunds. It's got a front and rear plate bag, and you can do what you want to it. So even they've even made adjustments for the AC1 to where you can add it more of a like a, a load-bearing carrier, but it's not meant for that. It's yeah, not, yeah. It, you know, something like what I have, like the Warrior Assault Systems LPC V1 or V2. Those are more load-bearing carriers um, where you could add on to it. But you can also just throw some like Hesco L210s in it and run just a three mag placard and it's still pretty slick, but you have the external padding. So it adds like half an inch extra of girthiness to your chest area. So yeah, it's just really up to what you, what you want. Um, but you know, Haley strategic Pharaoh concepts, GBRS group, um, fucking T-Rex arms, spiritus systems. I mean, you name it, dude, everyone has a carrier. Um, I've had probably one from every single one of those um, other than GPRS. I don't know if they're doing a carrier, but I know that they had plates, um, which there was some drama about that too. I don't know. There's drama every time. <sighs> yeah, it's fucking exhausting. So um, as far as like what I've learned from that stuff is if you can physically jo go and put one on, mess with it, uh, talk to your buddies, see what they like and dislike. Um, for me personally um, – without really looking at other people's designs. Um, I run a Spiritus overt front and rear. Um, it is, it has the potential of being very slick. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like the shoulder area because when I looked at other ones where they have the laser cut, like that. Hypalon. Is that what it's called? That, yeah, that vinyl stuff? Yeah. That, like on mine. Yeah. The Hypalon material. I've seen that tear at the seams where it's sewn. It's happened on one of mine. Yeah. And I like 
the spiritist style where it's all one piece, so it's all sewn together, so it's mm-hmm. stronger. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other companies that do the exact same thing, but LBT. Yeah, so I think that's something I would look for, and then you know Velcro is amazing. So get the Velcro, and then make sure it has Swift clips, because mm-hmm. then you can do throw. just about anything. Yeah, you can run it slick, or you can you know have a little micro rig that you can. Don't throw buy the carriers there. that have the stitched on three mag placard on the front. Yeah, um, if you're if you're if one of the requirements is slick, you should be able to make it make it slick. Mm-hmm. So that way you can, and then if you want to get like you know, the Elijah special and have like 20 rounds on you or 20 mags. Um, oh, what the, yeah. That, <laughs> that chest rig adapter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it gives you, it's a good base. It's five mags, by the way. It's not 20. Calm down. Not yet. It's just, no, never it's five <laughs> mags, a radio. You're going to double stack it. And then like medical and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, just the three. Um, and then just everyone's body type is different. I don't know how big or small or, Whatever. Um, and plates, again, like you can run Hesco's or, you know, there's like what, Prime Armor and Battle Steel, which is funny that they don't have steel plates. Shot have, Stop. Yeah, Shot Stop. Yeah, Battle Steel. Yeah, you, it's, it's it's throws you off. <laughs> yeah, so just don't run metal plates because they're heavy and they don't work. I mean, they quote unquote work, but you're going to want ceramic. The jugular asks yeah. you politely to choose otherwise. <laughs> If you've watched anything on the internet, I think just about anybody, including us, that has done any type of content in the past uh, has tested shooting steel plates, and it is a big fucking no. Yeah. I've even shot through plate carriers and loaded magazines to try and debunk what people are saying, and it debunked the fuck out of them. Yeah, we, we had fragmentation still. Yeah. So, So yeah, I mean, the I got the battle steel ones. I got a set for like, I don't know, 120 bucks for two. And they're quote unquote level fours. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're great level threes, but level three plus is, you yeah. know, seven, was it seven, six, two armor piercing or I think two, level two, three. three goes up to seven, six, two by 39 API. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just got those, um, new prime armor, uh, special threat plates, multi-curve special threat plates that are lighter and cheaper than Hesco L210s. By the way, we're not fucking paid by any of these people to say this stuff. This is just a personal experience. Facts. Um, and they're rated to stop the same stuff. So and it's like a yeah. ceramic slash poly mixture, just like their other plates. Yep. Um, fucking the weight, you know, cutting that extra five pounds off makes a huge difference, man. Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, get, get what you can afford. Look at the weight. I mean, I'm sure if you look for a plate, there's someone doing a video of them shooting it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. There's even videos of people shooting HESCOs where it's gone through the HESCO. But then there's people like me that still wear HESCO because there's only, like, one person that has a video of it going through a HESCO. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Well, it's your most common round that, especially in a suburban area, is going to be, you know, 5.56, 223. 9mm. Yeah. Maybe a 45 if you're fucking with... Fed the or Fed, <laughs> Fred, Fred the Fud, but even then, that's you know that's barely supersonic. So yeah, even if it is the Fed, you're maybe forty nine millimeters or five five six, which is all what level three. Level three will cover that. Level three plus, you start getting into rifle rounds. But. Yeah, but I, I have a level. I have a set of level threes, and then or I'm sorry, level three, level four, and special threat. So I have three different sets. Yeah, depending on whatever I'm getting into. So, so yeah, yeah. Get what works for for you, and please stay away from Chinese bullshit. Um, for real, and it's not 
they're like, oh, well, it's cheap. It is, but find a company that gets what you want and you want to support the company because it's our little companies that are running America right now. You know, it's, it is. you know, why are you supporting a foreign entity? You know, buy American, buy local, you know, Haley Strategic or T-Rex or whoever, but try to find a company that you want to support and you know your money is going to help support their family and the employees there. They're all American. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. So I think that's pretty much most of the questions, but um, there was a video that just came out last night. No, I was just, I was going to ask you if you've seen it about the guy in Phoenix, Arizona. That, Yeah. So I don't know enough about it to really like give the whole story. But what I saw was there was an individual, he was 24 years old. He had a plate carrier, a belt, a helmet, ballistic helmet, and a gas mask, multiple flashbangs, um, and over 300 rounds of ammunition on him and an AR and a pistol. So uh, this guy walks out of his hotel room with all this shit on, goes out into a parking lot, just starts opening up on fucking empty cars. So while he's doing this, he's in a parking lot and he's just making his way around the parking lot, looking for somebody, nobody's there. Um, And then he goes to the edge of the parking lot and someone starts to pull in dome pieces two people in the front front of the car with his rifle there's three more people in the back seat that managed to get out of the vehicle and jump a fence and run away then he makes his way over to oh by the way he also had a molotov cocktail moves his way over to a fast food joint i don't remember the name of it failed the the molotov cocktail failed uh, it just broke and didn't actually activate like it was supposed to um and then at this point he's just pointing his gun at people inside of businesses and stuff. And like, he hasn't, he didn't really fire on anyone yet. And then law enforcement responds. And so when they show up, I believe there's like two or three vehicles that show up at the same time. They immediately become under gunfire. Uh, two of which were shot immediately. Uh, weren't killed. I don't know if they died or they're like life threatening officers. Yeah. They were shot immediately. Um, and they, they, you know, called over their code over the intercom and all sorts of shit. And they're calling in more backup. Um, they had to utilize a vehicle to block the rounds uh, from hitting the downed officers and got them out of there, took them to the hospital, yada, yada. That was all I really saw. Um, later on, they found the individual with self-inflicted wounds and killed himself. 24 years old, man. So I, it's fucking crazy because you know a lot of these things are happening. At least it's televised more now than it was before. Um, there hasn't ever been until this year, in my opinion, that I've seen as much dudes kitted up, shooting shit up. Um, whether it's, I don't know if it was a false flag, but there was allegedly an IRS attempt. Uh, someone tried attacking the IRS. I, I heard oh, that was yeah, like, it was yeah. a false flag or something with that. So I don't know if, don't take that with a grain of salt. No, I think it was the FBI. No, no, no. That FBI one did happen, but there was an IRS one like two days ago. <laughs> and, and then, so then you had the Buffalo situation, which I've got questions about that one. Um, and then, you know, the school shooting and all this stuff. So there's dudes with like solid platforms, plate carriers, helmets. Do you see the government utilizing these instances to try and justify the reasoning behind banning ballistic helmets, plate carriers, rifles, et cetera? thousand percent. You think, you think so? Yeah. But I think, so, and this is what it is, at least for me is politically, what you what and this is how I see it happening is that our current administration and government 
is trying to break us down, um, make life hard, make our money doesn't go very far, um, make gas prices higher, basically destroy the middle class and make it even harder for the lower class. Because when people start doing this stuff, you start controlling, you start controlling more of the narrative, you start controlling the population. And I wouldn't doubt if it comes out that this kid was, you know, there was something in his life going on and he just fucking broke. Um, it doesn't matter whether he had a kid on or not, because right. th- that is just a material object that's not going to do anything. Right. Um, I think it's it, the biggest thing is we, we don't, we don't look at the, the problem. We look at, at the action mm-hmm. and the action is that someone used quote unquote military things and created a heinous act but they don't look of why, why did he do it? Right. Kind of like, you know, like, oh, you know, you made me fat or the fork made me fat. It's like, no, you right. chose to do that. You And that could be an insecurity, but it's, <clears throat> we have a lot of, a lot of stuff that's going on right now. And a big thing too is that stuff has gone, has happened more and more. And it's not because we have, an availability to guns. No, we we as as humans are not meant to consume this much information, this much stuff. Looking at a screen for this many hours a day, we're not meant to do that. No. Like we're not designed to to consume that. And so many people care about what other people are thinking on the internet, and it's just creating anxiety that. It, they're not naturally having anxiety. Cause now we have fucking pharma joining in going like, oh, well, you have anxiety. Here's this med. Here's this med. Right, right. And then you, you've got these, uh, God for who pointed out, but um, the antidepressants do not, or serotonin and, and, and depression have no correlation. Yeah. And <clears throat> now you have, it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fuckery about and, we're not doing anything to look at the solution of, hey, these people need help. Yeah. We, as a country, are creating such a cesspool of bullshit that we're just destroying these kids. Yeah. I mean. No, I, I do. And you I know think... firsthand, like, what I'm dealing with in my own household. And a lot of it, you know, it's, you know, without getting in details, but it is my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, a lot of it is has to do with either social media or, you know, having the acceptance of your peers. Mm-hmm. And so many of them are so judgmental to, like, they can do whatever in front of your face. And back in the day, at least when I was in school, before the phones became a big thing, mm-hmm. it was just rumors. Yeah. Now, fuck, man, you got people who are like, oh, I'm going to take your picture and I'm going to photoshop and put online and now i've got people who are now there's like there's there's fake text messages fake yeah. tweets like there's now deep fakes where they can put your face on something that isn't real i mean it's it's and bullying is is so much different nowadays oh, uh man. than it was before like cyber bullying and i was bullied a lot as a kid because i i let it get to me i showed yeah. I, I reacted to what was happening to me and that's one of the main reasons why it continued um I know that we have some younger gentlemen that listen to this that are looking for guidance and advice and stuff like that. And this was a conversation we actually had yeah. um, not too long ago where you ha- if you're older, 
you know, you have younger people that are looking up to you or that are at least asking for some advice or that are trying to like hang out around you and stuff, you need to set the example. And for you being the older person, it may be extremely difficult for you because you're older (laughs) and they're more immature than you. And you don't want to surround yourself by immature people because you're beyond that. But at the same time, that's the same mentality that's put this country in in the situation that it's in right now. Yeah. Because we've given up on the youth and because the youth have zero guidance from anyone that has their head on fucking straight, um, that they're just looking for some form of, of release and an environment that they feel accepted in. And that was I one of the things I said forever and still say to this day is that I always longed to belong. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I created Operational Industries that I finally found my place. And there's so many people coming to me now with the same mindset. Like, I just need to find my people. I need to find my tribe. I need to find my group. And it's at least within our community, you can find people that at least think like you. doesn't yeah. mean they're going to be the exact same type of person. It doesn't mean that you're going to find friends and lose friends. Like, I've, dude, I've, I've lost more friends than I've kept. And, and some of that was my doing intentionally and unintentionally. Yeah. Um, some of that was because they were just pieces of shit. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's just what happens. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes people just outgrow one another and they just decide to go do their own thing. But you're going to realize the older you get that people sometimes just grow up and then, you know, they have families or they start businesses or they, yep. they move away and, and that shit happens too. But some people are still stuck in, in, in what they had and what they knew that it's so scared for them to change. But you have to understand that change is, is, is something that happens a lot and it's going to be a big portion of your life and you need to not just sit in the shit that was once there that is no longer there today. Yeah, it's kind of like our podcast name, uh, Adaptive Citizens. You have to adapt to the growing world, but... Um, and it is depressing. It's it is. depressing. The current the current status of the world in this country, you know, within the mental health area of men, um, men, white, straight men specifically, are the largest target in the entire world right now. If you are masculine, if you are straight, if you believe in in freedom and self preservation and 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 self sufficiency in any of these things, you're a fucking extremist, and you're put on a list, and. People are even scared to be that, even though they yeah. know that's what they're supposed to be. Um, and they're scared to talk up about it because they're scared to be put on this list. And I'm telling you, my friend, this is why no one's going to remember your fucking name. Now, yeah. you don't want to be remembered for going down and shooting innocent people. Now, I know that not all cops are fucking good guys, but that doesn't mean you go out and start fucking shooting them either. That doesn't do anything. So no. if you're having fucking crazy thoughts, if you're ha- like, trust me, all men have crazy thoughts. All men think about pulling the trigger. All men are sad and fucking down and fucking depressed and they feel like no one's there to fucking listen to them. I'm telling you what, there are other men that are willing to listen. There's there's a lot of audios because if, if you're on here, you're obviously on social media of, you know, they're like, what what is, you know, if, you know, like how, oh God, how was it, was it worded? But it was basically like, um, would you tell someone if you're having issues or whatever? And it's like, it doesn't, doesn't matter because you're a, you're a man. Yeah. It doesn't matter what race you are, but men have an expectation and it doesn't like our feelings, you know, what's going on with us. It doesn't matter. It's, it's if you either provide or you don't. Mm-hmm. And you're right there. There's not as much support as there are for women and children and if you're gay and all these other things, but if you're a straight masculine male and you just need someone to talk to and kind of get some shit out, there's not a whole lot unless you 
you either find a men's group and we don't go to therapy. We just start a podcast. That's what we yeah. do. So that, um, that's what men do. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, fuck, man. I, it's hard because it's – and I'm – to be, like, transparent, like, I, I deal with this all the time. All I, of us do. Yeah. Like, I've been going through my own shit lately. I know everyone and, – and it's – it's things that are happening, the things that we're consuming, the things that we're surrounding ourselves by, the things that we're, we're accepting to listen to are all a factor in that. Yeah. And so, you know, we li- we both listen to Andy Forsell's podcast. Just cause cause, yeah. I just, dude, I we're lo- on the same page. I, yeah. I, I love this dude's like, there's, I don't agree with everything he says, but that doesn't mean I don't have to listen to him. Like, I can't listen to him. He's got a lot uh, of I listen to points. a big difference of podcasts like uh, i'm doing great podcast mm-hmm. uh, and then there's the real real af podcast those are the two podcasts i listen to most yep. um and they're completely different personalities but i like andy forsella because he's that inner inner mind that inner thought to me that's that's kept me going and kept me consistent is not him but like that is me internally that is exactly the, the how i think voice. yeah shut the fuck up, get to work. You have yeah. more work to do. Oh, you're tired? Too bad. Get the fuck up. Yep. Like you have to tell yourself that. And when you're feeling down and sad, look at what you're doing. What is it you're doing in that moment when you're feeling that way? You have to fucking change it. That's part of being a man is you have to, that's the suck it up, buck up, move. Yep. That's what that is. Um, but there are times to mourn. There are times to be sad. There are times to vent, but you can't sit in the shit. The longer no. you sit in the shit, the harder it's going to be to come back from it. You have to you have to feel your feelings. You have to, you know, take your time. Kind of like, you know, when my dog passed, I took it fucking hard. But I was like, hey, that's it. Like, yeah. I will still remember him. I will still love him. That's your boy. But it's time. I got my life's yeah. going to keep going. I got to keep going. Yeah. So I had my time to mourn and then you move on. But And I, I think that... What I see a lot happening, especially with like these, this is my perspective from someone that had dealt in my younger years, being the only male in my family yeah. uh, for a long time and and not having any support and being around shitty people and getting into drugs and all this stuff is that when you get into these thoughts, there's, there's different areas, different um, levels to it. So it starts with all of the traumatic things happening to you, and then you start to analyze the traumatic things happening to you, and then you're looking at yourself, and you're like, maybe I'm the problem, and then you start to isolate yourself, and then the aggression comes. And so the the aggression in my life has never changed. It's never gone away. It's always yeah. been there, but it's kind of helped mold me into who I am because then as you grow, this is what changes you from a boy to a man is that you start to analyze that aggression and to put it into something that's positive. So I put myself into more physical sports like mixed martial arts or wrestling or just more contact related things to where I could I could feel what it felt like to feel again. Yeah. Because internally we were like, I you know, I'm dead inside. I'm yeah. sad. I, I have nothing left. Um but then you get punched in the fucking face and you're like, whoa, I felt that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you you can feel, you just need to get hit. But when you get to the isolation phase, I think that's what's happening with a lot of these guys that are going out and shooting is they get into that isolation phase and then they go, there's nothing left for me. So that's okay. So yes, it's basically the same as a pimple or a wound that's not tended is if you let it fester, it becomes affected. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the thing when I was dealing with my daughter, she would like go you know, to her, go to her room and just do art and she would have her phone when she she used to have her phone um and she, like you said she would isolate herself 
she would she would fester and you mean start really tearing herself down without even like knowing that's what was happening and this time while she's been grounded um we've been focusing on like okay we're gonna go do this like i'm doing this you're coming with me there's there's you have no choice but it's not like a punishment it's that she has to realize that she can't sit in her own her own mind and let that shit fester she has to be able to go out and do something and be be active and and work on growing on herself and i told her like there's times that you you need your personal time right but right now you got to figure out and creating a habit of being product you know productive yeah. you got to do something you know make sure that you're taking care of stuff cuz if you're not in that space, you have to go heavy on the other because you'll slip back into easy because it's easy to sit and fester than it is to do stuff. But once you become a habit on that side, that should be better. But It's easier to give up. It's easier it to be a victim than it is to not. Because we have such a victim and victim society that kind of like the social media, it's, you know, like the whole fucking queen thing, like what we were talking about prior. Mm-hmm. Um People want attention yeah, and they don't understand. They're like, oh, if I like this, oh, I got like, you know, a hundred likes off of this. It's like you get your fake dopamine hit. You do. And then the amount of dopamine that comes from a flashing screen, these followers and stuff like I I want stupid ass sluts showing their fucking ass everywhere. Dude, it's I'm against it. And you're you're getting an overload of dopamine that like you're creating an addiction and people don't realize that like if you can't get off your phone for like a day, just turn it off, walk away and just go do something. And you're constantly thinking about it mm-hmm. you're addicted by yeah. definition. You're addicted to that thing. Yeah. And I've gotten to the point where I'm looking for an opportunity to, to like any excuse to stay off my phone. Like I fucking hate you have to force yourself to be off of it. And I have to force myself to get onto it or I don't make any money. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's from my and perspective of a, a small business owner that utilizes social media. But so like, that's what the one thing that I've kind of, I've wanted to ask people because I see it. It's not so apparent on Instagram, but if, you know, I've started being on TikTok. just kind of, it's a social media platform in order to be successful. You have to be in multiple platforms mm-hmm. and there's times where on the for you page, I'll sit there and scroll and you'll get these and I'm going to, this is going to sound bad, but you get to these ones that it was like, it's like a, you know, like a TikTok video, TikTok video, then it'll be a live, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll have like, you know, four to six, you know, whatever people on this thing at once. And I, and not, <laughs> you can tell that it is a, a, of a class of people that are on the lower end of the spectrum that, I don't know, like you're useful idiots yeah. or they're just not doing it. Average not, retard. Yeah, and I'm not saying like they're not good people, but they're as a, a communist uh, people. They call them useful idiots. Is that they can control them, and when they're done, they just off them. Right. But anyways, one of the conversations I always see is like, "Oh man, let's get whatever person up to this many followers," and I'm like, "Okay, then why? what? Yeah, what? Why? What, what, are you, what benefit to your life? Well, is the more followers, I, the more exposure. The more exposure, the more money they make." Not always. No, but that's generally the, the goal behind it. That's the mentality. But I want to be like, hey, how much time and effort just how much time and effort are you trying to get, you know, your follower count right. up to a certain amount to get money? Because you have to have a lot of followers on most platforms to make any money. Yeah. At least from the platform. Yeah. But if you took that time and energy 
to actually invest in yourself. Yeah. Because there's you could honestly learn almost anything online. Yeah. Harvard. Harvard has free classes. You can go on Harvard on their website and do digital classes and actually get accredited for free. Wow. So th- it's out there. You just have to put in the work. Yeah. So nobody does. So everyone wants that instant gratification. That's why they just keep scrolling. So it's like, so if you, if you're sitting there going, you know, like that's what I want is like, what is your reasoning behind the thing that you're doing? Yeah. So if you're sitting there like, you know, um, which kind of goes segue to this too, but if if your big thing is, oh, I have this many followers, okay, do you know any of them? Do, do they do they improve your life at all? Yep. If they don't, then why the why do you care? Why do you care at all? But even then, do you know Google is doing something uh, in their algorithms algorithms on their website or on their search engine? Mm-mm. Is that if you're an affiliate with affiliate links, they're not making you as searchable as the actual company. Really? Yeah. So they're putting more power to the to the company than they are to affiliates. Wow. So yeah, they're so, they're rolling it out. Since we're on the topic of like um, self improvement yeah. and mental health and stuff, I I have yet to even respond to this message because I was waiting for us to do this podcast to read this. Okay. Um, and just <clears throat> even though social media is fucking dumb, I want you guys to understand that. Um, a lot can be done. A lot of good can be done with it. It's a tool and it's as good as you use it. Right. And so me and Ben haven't been doing the whole podcasting for a long time. Um, but as you can tell by the way we're talking and the things that we're saying and not having any advertisements, and I swear to God, if if somebody doesn't offer me a million dollars, I'm not doing a podcast or a podcast advertisement. Like I don't know. I'd still be like... I, I That's what I'm saying. Like, it's really got to pay. You know what I mean? It's not. I'm not going to fucking pay, interrupt. Like, and, I have... Even it was like, hey, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay you hundred dollars an episode. It's not it, worth it to me. No, no, no. But if it was a company that we totally support their oh, message, yeah. like for me, if Boise Bully Breed for whatever reason decided to sponsor us, I'm like, fuck yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna pay you because I support what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like local family, like small business, maybe. Now if Pfizer offered us <laughs> a, a billion fucking dollars. Yeah. I'm like, here. Yeah. Let's you be take clear that? about the money. I'm not gonna take it from some fucking cuck. There like you that. go. I was yeah. like, no, shut up your ass. But no, because like, yeah. Anyways, but there's us doing what we're doing. Yeah. It's it has actually helped people. It has actually brought people like out to talk about their lives and stuff. So I'm gonna redact his name because I don't I don't know if he's okay with me saying this, and I'll completely delete this part. I'm gonna ask him oh. for permission before I talk about this. Well, what's the uh, the like if you uh, what, John Doe? Sure, John yeah, Doe. John Doe. So I'm gonna delete this if he doesn't give me the okay to share this story, and we'll just edit it if we need to. Okay. Um, but, Starting now. Yeah. So this is this is a message he sent us to the Adaptive Citizens Instagram. He said, uh, "At this moment, I'm at work at this moment listening to your podcast for the first time. I started at episode one, and I wanted to reach out to you. Something you said stood out to me and gave me hope. So already I'm like, oh, shit. You know, what did I do? And so he's like, so I'll start from the beginning. My name is John Doe. I'm 33 and a father of five. I'm a recovering addict with seven years sober, about 2014-ish. I found my wife and her son, my fifth child, who is mine, blood or not. I grew up in the state in state care from 16 to 17 years old. 
where I was over-medicated and I believed that, believed, sorry, and I believe was used as a lab rat to see how certain meds and, and quantities react with others. I received near lethal concoctions of medication. My mother was abusive and neglectful. At five, I had spent more time in my room with no toys, just a bed and a bucket to piss in, piss and shit in, uh, and was starved unless I went went to family house or school. Um, around 17, I was on probation and had been since I was 11 from a felony uh, breaking and entering and possession of a concealed weapon, brass knuckles, and steel uh, retractable baton. It's not even a gun. Um, I had lived in a place where I was heavily abused. As a kid growing up all those years, I truly thought I'd die before I even saw freedom as a young adult. When I was 16, I quit school and got a job and stayed working as as part of probation. When I was 17 and a half, I, I had saved enough to pay off fines and, and judge agreed to let me off probation as long as I understood that if I fucked up again, I'd, I'd be tried as an adult. As soon as I was off and signed my release forms, I ran away from the group homes and started seeing my first son's mother. I finally met my father for the first time at 21, and it was, uh, and it was what I had waited my whole life for. He lived in Wisconsin, I in Maine. During this visit in Maine, to meet me during this visit to Maine to meet me I had given him my first handgun I had purchased a Glock 20 Glock 21 two years later he took that gun and took his own life with it Jeez. that started my addiction spiral there's plenty more to tell from my whole life but as uh, but as of today I am a proud father, a hard worker, a dedicated husband, and a very avid firearms enthusiast and strong supporter of the Second Amendment. In the last few years, I have been scared to tell my story as I'm afraid people will judge me as I carry every day and I am, and I am a recovered addict. I would like to share my story with you and maybe if you're interested, your podcast. I believe that others like you and I need to hear need to hear that they are not alone and that there is hope as I gotten as I have gotten from you. Please feel free to message me back. I look forward to hearing from you. And I also look forward to the rest of the podcast. Thank you and have a great day. So dude just like fucking dumped his whole heart into that fucking message. I think I would love to have him on. Yeah. Um, to hear about his story, but also to hear about, you know, what changed. What, what was the turning point where you're like, because obviously, dude, like, he makes anything I've heard from other people look like nothing. I was, dude, that was something that was good because I've had, intense. we've all had, we all have a sad story. Dude, he's, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is we all have dude. our own sad story. We all have our own experiences, but, you know, your situation could be nothing compared to the guy next to you. And so to sit, it's, it's a disservice to yourself and the other people that have been through worse shit to sit in your fucking shit and to cry about it. Yeah. We all have lost somebody we've loved. We've all lost money. We've, we've been put in situations that we don't agree with. It's how you come out of them that make you the man that you are today. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you never, it's definitely, um, I've always liked the saying, be kind because you never know the battles that other people are facing. Absolutely. 
and that's perfect. That's, you know, like, you know, I'm sure I've heard, you know, you've told me a lot of stories about your life, but dude, your life seems easy compared to like, it's like pissing shit in a bucket, like holy group homes, all that shit. Yeah. And I came close to that stuff, but I never, I had never actually experienced it. But still like that's, I mean, I can't imagine the shit that you'd have to go through and the fact that he came out where he's a firearms enthusiast, he has his family, he's got, it sounds like he's got his shit together, mm-hmm. you know. Family of five. Dude, that's, yeah, like we need to have him on. Yeah. Um, it'd be, I think it'd be good for, I think it'd be great for other people to hear just how, how do you do it? How did, you know, what was it that kind of got you, you know, was it a mentor or was it, you were but, just tired of your own shit? Or? And, and, and this is just me not knowing and haven't asked him yet or anything, but from from my life experiences coming from shit and coming to where I am now, it seems like it was very similar to me where there was this, you hit fucking rock bottom. You hit rock bottom and you were like, it's this, like death, or I fix it. Do you know how you know you hit rock bottom? You've lost everything. No. How do you, how do you, how do you know? It's when you decided to change your shit. Well, yeah. Because you think about it, you don't actually hit it until you go, I can't do this anymore. And then you just break down. And then you go, okay. Yep. Now we're going to start rebuilding. Yep. You know where I heard that from? Mm-mm. Uh, I'm sure it's even as trending. I had to listen to it. Uh, Real Ones podcast. Mm-mm, uh, Shia, Shia LaBeouf was on it. Oh, Dude, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's funny because, like, do you remember uh, Even Stevens? Yeah. That's kind of like what I think when I hear Shia LaBeouf. Like, I think of just Transformers. Like, just, you know, kind of a goofy kid. But I do know? remember him from that, yeah. But, like, you know, Even Stevens or Transformers. Have or, you been following him, though? Dude, He went I, fucking crazy. I didn't know. Like, and he's a perfect example of kind of the shit that men are going through. Exactly. And, and when you hear his story, I didn't know. Dude, he went fucking hard. I didn't realize how, like, quote, unquote, like, gangster that dude was Mm -hmm. like he always presented himself at least how i saw him was kind of just kind of a kid Mm -hmm. and dude he went like hard into drugs and alcohol he got jumped in a fucking gang like yeah dude dudes lived a fucking hard life i've followed him for quite some time and once i saw the thing where it was like because i saw him going through things this is from obviously a a very far perspective like i don't know him personally or anything but when i saw that he had rented a movie theater to where he, the whole movie theater to himself, to just, watch every single movie he had ever starred in by himself. Do you know why he, do you know why he did that? I don't know why he did it. Because he was so full of himself. That's what he was talking about. He was, he was all about the hustle. He's all about his craft. And he talks about how narcissistic he was of himself. That wow. he was like, he's like, I'm God. Wow. Like, that's how he was. That's why people didn't want to work him on set because he. Thought he was better than everyone. He's like, I know better. And and he he explains how that meant like where that changed. Um, he it, it was he cried a couple of times, and he even says like I don't want people to think that like I'm crying like you know. And he's trying to like gather himself. And I can't remember the name, but this guy who plays the Punisher, the show Punisher. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So he's the the host he, of it, the host of the real ones. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no man, you're being real. And it was. Dude, it was emotional. And I know some people like they they quoted things that I was reading comments. And again, it shows how you don't know someone's life. You don't know what they're going through. And even he says, I have hurt so many people like he's owning up to it. And Mm -hmm. he's trying to make his men's. And he's like, the best thing I can do now 
is I can give back and be the best father I can. And yep. I'm like, I don't care who you are, but the words that he's saying or his focus is, I can tell that dude's he's trying. Yeah. He's trying so hard. But this sounds like this another thing. And I think this is something we can probably focus on with more episodes is focusing on how how do we get better? How do we help other pull each other out of the shit? Yeah. So that we don't have dudes like the shooter that he has got nobody. Yeah. I mean, imagine if the dude, the the twenty four year old kid, imagine if he would have found one of your posts, find your tribe, mm-hmm. found some dudes, and like was able to kind of get some shit out. Yeah. And go like, hey, like, and you obviously you worry about the kid, but be like, hey, let's, let's go train. Let's go, you know, let's do some shit. And then yeah. being able to open, speak openly and kind of, you know, this is some things going well, on. And then a lot of the things that we feel inside are, you know, we, we stay reserved about because we're scared. But here's the truth. All of us are angry. <laughs> All of us are sad. All of us have questions. None of us are getting answers. All of us need a group of men to hold us accountable. Yep. All of us need to get vibe checked, ego checked, and everything needs to be checked. And but, if you can't do it yourself out the gate, you need people to help you do it. And yes, that. but you, you should also be able to, if someone in your group or if someone's coming to you to vent or ask questions, the worst thing you can do is make them feel like an idiot. Yeah. Because that's when you need to be able, even if you, which I have to learn, because I honestly, sometimes I do it where I'm like, look at them like they're a fucking retard. Mm -hmm. But yes, on one end, keep them accountable, know what they're supposed to do. But if they're like, hey, man, I'm going through this stuff, I need someone to vent to, Mm -hmm. let them. You don't have to say anything, you don't have to give them advice. Letting them just get it out is, it's keep of like cheap therapy. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of external stuff that's going on in the world. You know, fucking people getting, you know, just turning 18 and they're like, fuck, I got to be an adult and my money doesn't mean shit. The housing market's fucked. You know, it's it's a shitty situation and there's, I'm sure, depression and all this stuff is that Anxiety and depression and suicide are at an all-time high. So lean, lean on friends. Don't worry about having... 20 fucking million followers, fine. Or 20 million fucking friends either. Just have a couple good people, good yeah. dudes yeah. that want your best interest yeah. and, you know, will want, want to see you grow. You know, that's yeah. you and me all the time. We're like, Fuck yeah. celebrate each other's, you know, victories and talk and about go, the losses. And then we go, man, some tough shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are you going to fix it? I don't know. Well, what about this? Okay. And Just talking about it. Dude, it's, you got to have someone that you can vent to. Yep. But yeah, no, I think that's, I think really that's something we need to focus both of us. I'm horrible with social media right now because I'm fuck social media. Who cares? Yeah. I, but, I like, I mean, like I get it from a business perspective, like you have to care to an extent, but like, dude, social media is one of the biggest issues we have right now. And, yeah. uh, and I think that that's one of the biggest roots apart from like what's happening inside the home and, and, you know, the fatherless homes and, and the educational system. Social media, that the little fucking computer we have in our hands is one of the biggest fucking issues we have. Yeah. Um, Got to get out there. And the world is, it's a, God, it's it's a beautiful place. There's so many good things out in the world that. And there's a lot of good people too, man. Like there's yeah. not, there's, there's a lot less bad people than the internet makes there out to be. Um, 
And we've, I mean, even when we do like our just range days and stuff, there's so many fucking genuine people that are just so stoked to be there. Yeah. It's, and it's not even for any particular reason other than the fact that they, they're feeling that environment. And they're probably where they're from or their group of friends. They just, they don't, they're not in the same things. Now they're in a whole group. Yep. Everyone's in the same thing. Yep. And it's like, oh man, I feel like, I feel comfortable. Yep. And that's not, it's not just one type of group of people. It's not just millennials. Like we've got multiple different age groups, multiple different experiences in law enforcement, military, civilians, EMS, politicians, politicians. uh, I mean, that dude can fucking shoot firefighters. I mean, there's a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of people that are, are involved in this community that we've built that have so many different backgrounds and experiences and, and thought processes. But when we're all in that same environment, there's something about it, man, that, that camaraderie and brotherhood that really fucking that's, – that's why – I think that's one of the number one things that I love about what I do yeah. is that. It's, it's, it's that feeling. You know, when you get there, you're kind of nervous. And, you know, at least for me, I'm kind of nervous because I got to talk to everybody. You know, I got to do the whole beginning of the day spiel. I'm not a public speaker by any means. I, I, I hate it, you know. Keep your booger finger off the bang switch. Yeah, like I got to go through <laughs> all that stuff with everyone and – and so, but then other other people show up and they're nervous too because they've never been in an environment like this. They haven't ever trained to this level. They, the amount of people that come through my shop, they're like getting whatever. They you know say, hey, I you know I know that I listen to your podcast, or um, they're like, yeah, I found you through Elijah on, on uh, Operational Industries, and they haven't been to a range day. I'm like, Why haven't you gone? Well, I don't have a kid. Don't. Don't just don't, don't. I mean just show up. Show up. There's people that show up with a nylon holster and a fucking belt. Like I, my neighbor showed up. I he, I told him I was like, yeah, bring your kit, bring whatever you want. You know, I don't care. And then he shows up. He's like, I got my kit, and he's wearing his hunting camo and his uh, hunting binoculars. <laughs> he's like, this is my kit, and I was like, hey, fuck hey. it, dude, like run it, like. But it's like we but, even zeroed his hunting rifle that day. Like that's generally not a place where we would do that, but we did it. Yeah, but it, it's like it's, it's but get out there, get out in the world. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Uh, the worst thing do you that. can do to your life is regret. Yeah. And I promise you, like, the range days are so much fun. You don't have to shoot and not have a good time. Like you can just literally just show up, just show up and like look at people's stuff and get some ideas that like if you're interested in some plate carriers or gun setups, dude, best place to go. October, we're going to be doing uh, a public land cleanup and range day. So doing, if, oh yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be the next open range day, 100% free. It's going to be in some public land. Um, we're going to have, you know, merchandise and food and stuff. If you want to participate in that, the food's free, uh, the merchandise, obviously you have to pay for That's the only <laughs> way we make our money. We don't make money from classes or any of this other stuff. No. Um, not even the podcast, but a lot of this stuff is, is us donating our time to the community. Mm-hmm. And so when we do the open range days slash cleanup range days, um, it's, it's not necessarily range. It's just public land that we are taking and voluntar- voluntary, voluntarily, Jesus, uh, cleaning these places up because we understand how important it is. Yeah. Um, I actually took a video today before you met me out there and, yeah. uh, of me cleaning stuff up and kind of just more venting than anything. Just like <laughs> fucking pieces of shit, leaving all this stuff. You know what I mean? I, like I was aggressive about it. If you can bring it out there, you can bring it back. Dude, don't fucking take shit out, shoot it and leave it. If that's what, how you're operating, you're wrong in every single fucking way. And so for the last three years, you know, we've dedicated Dude. pretty much adopted this spot. Yeah. Um, and it's not just us using the spot. A lot of the people that go to that spot and leave shit, they don't know who the fuck we are. And I'm about to just put a sign out there that they're probably going to shoot, but um, I'm going to take a sign out there and, I'm going to, you know, put in a fucking uh, the four by four with a big ass metal sign or something like yeah. there are cameras. 
you'll be shot from three miles away. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> pick up your shit, you know, don't leave your fucking you used can, condoms here. If you can pack it in, you can pack it out. It's literally that simple, but yeah. people don't understand that the Bureau of Land Management doesn't actually manage shit. The only thing they fucking do is add a gate that prevents you from access accessing that area now yeah. because you decided to leave your fucking shot up TV. So we get, we, we volunteer volunteer our time and we go out there and we clean it up. We fill up trailers, trucks, bags of trash. Um, we dump it. We pay the fucking money to dump it. Um, if there's like, you know, refrigerants and coolants and paints and tires and shit like that. Um, and we've done that since the beginning. Yep. And that's another service to community. You, it's not community service cause you're not being punished, but you're, you're giving back to your community on another level. It's not just about meeting people or getting to know people. It's it's making a difference. And whether anybody outside of our community sees it or not, doesn't matter. You can go home, pat yourself on the back, and feel good about what you did that day. It's good to it's good to have service. It is. It is. You know, giving back it'll always come back tenfold. I'd rather stay home and play Xbox. No, no, that's when you that's when you go outside. <laughs> that's when you go outside. You you can play Xbox when you're sick or like you know kids in bed, the wife's, you know, taking a bath and your homies are online and go play. Yeah. If you have nothing else to do, if you, everything is done on that list for the day, then yeah. you can do it. If you've gotten everything done, then you can reward yourself. Yes. It's not but, supposed to be a thing you do all day long, unless you're getting paid to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Even then, man, like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. If you're getting paid to do it, like if you're one of those streamers and shit, I'm not about that life though. Uh, people have I, told me you should do a stream, a Twitch stream, and play X. Dude, I'm t- I tweak out when I fucking play video games. <laughs> I get so mad. Like <laughs> it would be entertaining, I'm sure, yeah. but I'm not about that life. I don't. I want to get as far away from electronics as possible. But if I'm playing with the boys, some GTA, all we do is run into each other and kill each other. Like we don't. There's no purpose to the game. It's more of just like we're playing online, but bullshitting, bullshitting, laughing, making jokes, and just venting. Yeah, I've just never. I don't know. It's another podcast. I got we got to have a board of like discussion topics because that's it a good idea. Goes over that. It's a good idea. We should just get a whiteboard in here and just as things you know while we're talking shit, we'll just write shit down and then yeah. like all right, we'll go over that next time. So I think that was a good podcast. We went over questions and then we got into a little bit of men's mental health and <laughs> that's what this podcast is about, man. It's a, it's a roller coaster. I'm sure this is the same for Elijah. Um, if you need someone to talk to. And just reach out. Either of us are happy to talk to you, whatever. Um, if you got someone that's in your life, you know, reach out to them. Don't be afraid to, you know, vent a little bit. Like, yeah. You've got to get it out, man. Yeah. You know, find something constructive, you know, be productive and go to the gym. Go to the gym. Gym actually is one of the number one ways to help with depression. Dude. Yeah. Beat yourself up physically in the best way. Yeah. It feels so good when you're done. I mean, you're doing so many good things. You're with your brain. You're getting physically fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just feel better. Yep. So. Yep. All right. Well, until next time, we're out of here. Bye.